three, two, one. Hello, Hello and welcome. And welcome, welcome to the Filmmakers Podcast. And this is a podcast where we talk filmmaking from indie film to studio films and everything in between. How to get them made, how to make them, and how to try not to F it up in our very, very humble opinion. And when I say our, I mean all ours, because we are all here today. Hello, chaps. Right. Hello, chap. Howdy. Howdy. We've got CJ, we've got Dan, we've got Andy, and we've got myself, Giles. Yes. Hi. Hi. Merry Christmas, all. It's a New Year's Day special. This is going out on New well, Year's Day. Well, that's fine then, because it's still the Christmas. It's still the festive period. Yeah. Charles, you're not one of those people that takes down your Christmas tree and decorations on New Year's Day, are you? I don't put them up, mate. I don't even. <laughs> <put them up>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's no point. Not where Dan is. Where are you, Dan? LA. But there are. I am. I'm staying somewhere where there's a Christmas tree. But it is, it is the winter avoidance plan, and Christmas out here is a little different, but they, they decorate. Oh. I mean, man, the houses and stuff here, they, they do more Christmas decorations than we do at home. Full-on houses lit up. Is it like a home alone? Better, bigger, better, wackier. Less paint pots, less burglars. Yeah. Andy, is your Christmas tree black? <laughs> yeah, and it's upside down. <laughs> it's upside down, <laughs> hanging from the ceiling. It's amazingly well lit. He's just constantly blowing smoke yeah, in his lounge. He's got to up the lounge, guys. He's got to up this lounge. That's amazing. That's amazing. Beams of light. I need, I need a 10K behind this tree. <laughs> Filling in through the window. <laughs> Orange curtains coming through. And we're delighted to be sponsored by Script Pipeline. Uh, we, they sponsored us last week. Well, not last week. It was the week before. Because last week was Christmas Day. And we decided not to do a podcast for the first time in a year and a half. So... This week is also sponsored by Script Pipeline. Uh, if you didn't have a look last week, if you didn't go to their web, web website, if you didn't website. go to their website and check them out, then do it now. Uh, they review screenplays and TV pilots and they connect writers with Hollywood's top producers and managers. It's cool as F. Uh, they are just a brilliant site and we're delighted to be sponsored by them. And for over 20 years, that company has helped launch the writing careers of some of the industry's brightest and best talents uh, and resulting in spec scripts totaling over 7 million. Uh, you, so can gee, le- what's the- you can learn more at scriptpilot.com. Go on. I just want to, I want to, I want to, I want more now. What's, how does it work? So you go in there, you, you submit, you, you have to log in or you have to sign yeah, up. Yeah, you log then... in, you sign up, you put your yeah. uh, script in there and yeah. they give you coverage. And if, if it becomes really, they really like it, they start developing it with you. Uh, they oh, discover okay. you, uh, anything for film and TV. I'm amazed. I'm, they're so quality. I'm looking at their website and they have script pipeline winners written films they're now starring A-list like Robert De Niro mm. I mean they're talking top end top end stuff it's amazing they've got they're, they're um, I'm looking at all these different competition winners that they've got or winner like pipeline contest winners have got films being released they've got films in, in production films with A-list stars films winning best short screenplay it's just Snow White and the Huntsman writer yeah. Evan Doherty yeah he, he got his film launched through there you name it. And they've been doing it since 1999. Uh, and they connect connect us spec to writers. If you've got a spec script, you've basically that which means it's something you've written that no one's commissioned you to write and you like it and you've got some good feedback on it already, send it to them 
and then you could be in the mix. This is a this is a great opportunity. Let's get this podcast done because I need to go write a script. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got yeah, I got shit to do now, guys. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, that's scriptpipeline.com. They're brilliant guys, and they're sponsoring this week's episode. So the link is in the show notes. Go click it. Go have a look at what they do. Check them out. And if you've got a script ready, get it sent to them uh, and say, we sent you. Why not? They're such lovely people there. I promise you, it's definitely worth your while. But first of all, let's talk about what we're talking about today, which is we're talking about the whole Filmmakers Podcast gang about making indie films, about how they made their films, about studio movies, about their adverts, about TV shows that they've made and what we learned from making them. And we'll be also answering your questions that you very kindly sent in on Twitter. We're also talking about the top 10 filmmakers podcasts of all time and our favourites thrown in there as well. And we reveal who is coming up as our special guests, especially next week's guest. Can't wait for you to hear that. That's all coming up on this week's filmmakers podcast. Uh, I'm Giles Alderson. I'm the director of The Dare and Will the Darkness, etc., uh, etc., et and a producer of A Serial Killer's Guide to Life and Cassette. And joining us is Christian James. Hello, mate. Howdy. He's the director of Freak Out Stall, Goblin Night Feed, and the recent released Banged Up. There you go. Thanks, thanks, buddy. You Have remembered you... Night Feed this time. I remember and last mate, time. I know. <laughs> I know. I got your rollicking. And I put it in. In fact, it's not, it's not an IMDb. You right, right off. It's not an IMDb, so I what have to search it? for it. Night feed. Hang on. Uh, uh, oh, I'm going to go and have a look right now. Let's do it. You so, carry on. You choose the other boys, right. and I'll uh, I'll come back. Hold on a second. <laughs> and also back. with us is Dan Richardson. Hi. Uh, Born Free Ambassador, Director and Producer of Food for Thought, which is our vegan documentary with me. He's star of Disney's The Lodge and star of Retribution, which is out now. And he also produced... Hello, Dan. Hey, yeah. You all right? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm doing good, good. thanks, mate. Excellent. This is so exciting, having every one of us on the podcast. I know. And that last person, by no means last, is Andrew Roger. That's He's me. not only he not only DP'd the world of darkness and the heart of the forest and the death for me and my latest TV pilot not for profit, but he's also lens the TV series Borderline and the feature Sunset Dreams. One thing left to do, hard and soft, and the very very recently released to dream. Hello, Andy. Hello, mate. How are you doing? I'm good. good. I'm good. Yeah. Good. You've had a good 2018. You've, I've you've had a had good December. December's been nice. This may what? This may be your best ever December then, if that's if that's I, the it, case. Best December, January's looking good too. All good, man. All good. Mate, that's good. What Thanks, did you dude. do in December that was so exciting? Uh, I did a couple of TV pilots. I did a thing uh, for the director of Borderline, the first series. We Ooh, for Matt Jones. Nice. Matt Jones, yeah. Good Mate, lad. that's great. He played Badger um, in um, uh, Breaking Bad. He did, and he, he was in uh, Let's Get Physical, that. that physical, 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 make na, na, na. me physical. Right. Horrible. I liked what, it. The singing I enjoyed it. or the show? Or the singing. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, you can subscribe to us on iTunes or Podbean, which is where all our shows have moved to. In December, we decided to put all our shows from SoundCloud over to Podbean, mainly because it was better for the advertising side of it. And SoundCloud isn't necessarily for podcasts, though you can still find us on SoundCloud. It's just we've moved everything to Podbean, so go there. Or the Podfix Network, where you can find brilliant shows like ours. Uh, head there but iTunes is where we're at subscribe like us and review us all that malarkey um, cool 
And myself and Dan, this is exciting, in February, are doing our crowdsourcing campaign, probably on ah. Indiegogo, for Food for Thought. Course, Tell us about yeah. it, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about it. Tell us about it. <laughs> oh, don't you love podcasts on Skype? Hey? <laughs> Um, well, yeah, I mean, gosh, hasn't it grown? And it's kind of exploring this phenomenon of veganism, but it's shown that it's part of a much bigger conscious shift that's taking place, which is which is what's made it really exciting and a much broader project. So basically, where we, we've talked about putting a crowdfunder together, and, and, and obviously we, we need to give it lots of attention and focus, because by all accounts, and this is very relevant to indie filmmaking, doing a successful... Um, and lucrative crowdfunding campaign is a full-time job for the month of the campaign and, and, and of course some preparation beforehand as well so we're, we're really putting our heads down and trying to get um, get something together for the beginning or middle of February and then we'll um, we'll be pulling you know put, it's going to be exciting putting together the footage for that because we want to obviously put a lot of videos together for the for the campaign as well which is a different and de- different kind of a discipline from the filmmaking itself so it's going to be an exciting time yeah any support be great but mainly it's going to be really interesting for us from what from what we've learned from doing kickstarters in the past or crowdsourcing uh and how that will affect us going forward and trying to make a successful campaign really but it is about getting the word out there i think that's what we always set out with this because we need money to do the post side to do the editing side but it is about getting the word out the more people hear about it the more people it can make a difference and that's suppose what me and dan set out to do with this film was make a difference you know in some way so let's see see what happens um all right so first of all i forgot to say but we've got to say happy new year happy Mm, new year everyone happy new year listeners thank you for listening we really do appreciate it uh it means a lot to us and um it's been a really interesting journey for us and in fact we've got some questions about the journey but let's start with an actual question from one of our really cool listeners uh, diane knight who is the wife of paul knight um who is a filmmaker as well uh she's asked us to each of you what was the most challenging aspect of making your film and why uh cj let's start with you with fanged up or whichever you want what was the oh let's go let's go fanged up shall we because that's yeah what was the most challenging aspect of making your film and why although can i just quickly say what's quite nice uh christmas eve again fanged up uh, fanged up sorry Uh, christmas eve again yeah we always talk about it yeah it's so good isn't it so good for those of you who watched it thank you i hope you enjoyed it we did tweet about it yeah, uh, thanks, buddy. Uh, so, no, what was the most challenging thing about Fanged Up? Oh my god, there were so many challenges. What would be a uh, one standout thing would just be time and communication. I know it's really boring yeah. to say that, but I just think low budget British filmmaking. One of the certainly the the challenges of that production was that we had a date we had to shoot, and but I think sometimes you have to set a date and say it's happening. At this time, it will never happen at all because, in many ways, had that not happened, I think we'd still be saying there's never enough time to make a film. Never. So, if you sort of say, we'll only shoot it when the time's right, you just won't get to do it. Yeah. So, by saying we're starting, you know, in six weeks' time, come hell or high water, um, there are a lot of problems, but you tend to just solve them as you go very, well, well, very once, rapidly. I, I agree with that. And once it's like on the tracks, once the train is moving, it, yes. It, can't stop 
you can't, you know, if you've booked hotels in, well, you've paid for them. Well, shit, you can't then take that back because you'll lose that money. It's yeah. all these little things. You've booked actors in, you know, off other work or crew members and your train is going. So as soon as you set dates, sometimes things just genuinely happen. So I think People that's have a good to thing solve, to do. If they have to solve problems, they will. So I think, yeah. yes, ultimately the biggest challenge is just time and communication. So what you generally find is on a bigger budget production, um, uh, less so so not any of this on stalled and we had some of this on fanged up but still not enough but the, ultimately it was getting everyone in a room together and saying well I'm making this have you considered this and I'm building this but have that department considered this and a lot of the, that's where a lot of problems come up where like oh I thought you were just building this this and this and it's like no no it's actually uh, this is what we're making, and this is how it's going to work, and this is this is the part we're shooting. So you get people in a room, you talk about what you're doing, you go through the script bit by bit, and through storyboards, things become clear. But um, there's just not enough of that on low-budget productions. So that's my answer. I hope it helps. Very good answer. Thank you. Uh, Dan, should we go with you? Yeah. Um, well, what, you know, I was thinking about this with Retribution, and this is probably unique to a production like Retribution, rather than it just being generic to all all filmmaking endeavors, but it's, um, it was because of the fact we shot the way we shot it. We shot it over almost two years. So yeah, a huge of number of things. Weekends, became, right? Oh my God. I mean, yeah, it's it, continuity became a, an issue. Logistics became an issue. And, and I mean, continuity, not just on screen, but in terms of the, the, the people we had on the crew, because people couldn't always commit to, to, every shoot we were doing within a two year period. So we had different, even different DOPs um, wow. and everything else, you know, every single discipline had, you know, various different people, which was, which was great in the end because it meant we had this enormous credit list at the end. We had, a, you know, an extra 50 people at the, at the screening because, the, <laughs> you know, it was, it was wonderful. Um, but it was challenging. Boy, it was challenging at the time. Logistically, we, even we had different producers working on it, um, so in terms of getting people together, um, all of the information, all of the contact details for people had to be handed over to a new a new person who was organizing logistics. And suddenly, you know, it's like starting from scratch. Once you're up and running and momentum is good, like you just said, once the, once the, the, the project is on the tracks and moving forward, you things things just happen. Well, that, that, that wasn't how retribution worked because, you know, every it, we'd be shooting for a weekend and then it, and then you take it off the tracks and it would be another month before you you picked it up and did it again and sometimes yeah, you go a week tough. it was very tough that was a very tough and and the thing is you could say well that's avoidable but it's not necessarily avoidable because if you're going with low or no budget filmmaking everything's about people's time and availability the resources that are available to you and and you and you're pulling favors so you can't just say right everyone give up a month of your time and let's do this in one stretch of principal photography if that's not an option you you're only left with picking and choosing weekends as and when people can make it and for a feature film that's a lot of weekends mm. so that's that was tough. the biggest challenge yeah it was it, but you know it was it it was a it was a it was tough and it but it was a you know how it is on a film set the, that that's uh, that team spirit of everyone pulling together to achieve the same goal. And and, yeah. and that was just an extra part of it. So it was, it, it was a, you know, it was a challenge, but it was something we overcame. Hopefully the results didn't suffer for it. Absolutely. Um, can I just say, by the way, in 2018, all of us had at least one film released. Woohoo! Oh yeah. 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 That's, that's I know we're all filmmakers and that's what we want to do. And a lot of the time stuff are in post and whatever, and we've all got films in post now, whatever. How good's that? 
That's great. Um, when you say it like that, when you say it like that, Giles, it, it does sound more impressive, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's not stuff. enough. We need more. We need more. Yeah. We should have three a year release. Next year, three, yeah. three films each. Three, only yeah. three. Only well, you're three. out of the club, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we've all got one. We've got a higher next year. 2019, we have to have two films released. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, fine. If you have to. <laughs> we know it's hard to make films. It's really difficult to get them out there and get them released, but it's you think it should, it'll get easier. And it does to some extent, but it also gets harder right well it know. should do shouldn't it because you you each time you you're aiming higher so it never gets easier or never, if it does you're probably doing something wrong aren't you it should always get harder anything you do and that doesn't apply to just filmmaking it's whatever if you're always challenging yourself then everything's going to constantly be okay. relationships <laughs> <laughs> you're always aiming higher <laughs> life yeah 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 always got to try and upgrade haven't you always got to upgrade yeah <laughs> Friends, oh, you know, got to try and get better ones. You got to yeah, try, yeah. You know, I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to get rid of you lot. You know what I mean? It's it's what you do. You're trying to step up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Step yeah. on the ones below. You know, we do jest. We do jest. No, uh, as you know, we like to send the elevator back down, um, <laughs> <laughs> but never up. It's never up. <laughs> Fuck you up. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, Andy to Dream came out this year. I know you shot it a couple it did. of years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, going back to Diane Knight's question, whose Twitter handle is at Candy's Treats, uh, by the way. Uh, to, if you want to follow her, please do. She's amazing on the Indie Film Supporting Network. So, yeah, tell us what was for her question what was the most challenging aspect of making your film? Thanks, Candy's Treats. Um, what, which one? What to Dream? Whatever you like, I suppose. You could go with to Dream because. I know it was on a podcast. You just recently. mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you could do to the, the dare if you like. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we had I, we I had to work with you on that, so you know, that's was, challenging. That's challenging. Um, <laughs> do you know what? This is really lame, but I mean, and it sounds so so like stupid because it's such a privilege to be able to go and make films. But like sometimes being away from home is quite hard. Sometimes being away, yeah, you know, married mm. and got a nice house and a, a cute cat, and you know, it's. Um, it's it's hard to be away, you know, on your own, like working twenty four hours on a, on a film. But um, I don't know. Hard to complain, really. It's it's a lot of fun. You're right. It's weird because you want to say it's very hard when you're away from home and all you're doing during that time, especially as a DOP and director, is mm. thinking about the film. You know, that's pretty much all you've got time to do. Um, but it can get, you know, you're in that bubble for a while, and you yeah. do not speak to your family and friends as much you know you, you're doing that so yeah i understand that that's that is a challenging part of making films i agree especially those people who do the massive ones you know they sure. do six yeah, months yeah. away and whatever no wonder actors go crazy that's a lot yeah. that's a, it's a long time no good answer uh i think for me the most challenging part and again cj you touched on this was communication especially shooting in bulgaria mm. and having mm. to learn to communicate much better than I do or did, or maybe thought I did. I thought I was quite good at it, but actually when you speak to other people who don't understand your language as well, uh, then you've really got to communicate. When you say you want an orange t-shirt, you have to show a picture because otherwise it's not going to be orange that comes back necessarily as an example. So I think that's highly challenging. Uh, I think getting it finished has been also a massive challenge and and one that I really want to overcome as soon as possible and get it out there and get it finished. <laughs> because it, I, I will, go on. So no, we'll talk about this after the podcast. But I mean, how, how is that going? What's the last thing you've heard? Uh, everyone disappeared for Christmas, and that's always 
a sad part of the film when you've just gone and shot some more stuff that they've asked you to shoot you know to change the ending i suppose to make it more american to make it more it's happy is the wrong word because it's a horror film it's not happier it's a different ending to the one we've got at the moment or potentially we could now might have two different endings but we'd finished the film the film was finished completely uh with sound mix and score and grade and then to suddenly go back into it was was tough so where are we at i don't know you're quite lucky in many ways i would that's kind of quite nice in a way to have it all tweaked and finished and but then still be able to go back and retool it in some way is that quite a luxury as well is that no i want it home <laughs> <laughs> no. no next film I, let's do the next one it's yeah, true yeah, yeah. i've done it yeah. i finished it it's done i would say uh, we're fanged up it was the other way i wanted i was sort of like i didn't get you know enough passes i it was very much like shot done edited out so there was yeah. no, I mean, to be fair, it was, it was shot very lean. There wasn't much, there's, there was no deleted scenes, no deleted anything, really. It's, it's a very, very lean movie. I don't know much else I could have shot anyways. But yeah, uh, yeah I would have liked the chance to, to just tweak and, but I suppose you always want that. But yeah, you, I, didn't, I you didn't do any pickups, did you? Not really, no. We had, no, no pickups. Yeah, okay. We, did, we didn't really maybe have it, if you that's will. That's the so. difference maybe there between an indie film and a studio film right there is the studio have the money to go, Right, we did some test screenings, and do you know what? We can yeah. throw another whatever grand at it yeah. because we can make that a bit happier, or we can make that character not so assholey. Yeah, or, because they can. For them, it's a much bigger playing field, I suppose. When they're selling, hasn't worked with actors because for us, they're all you know they're, they're contracted for only the shoot. They've moved on. That's it. But yeah, you have to do a new contract again. Yeah, oh, so you have to get them back to. Yeah, and I think the thing is, if they didn't like me or the film or didn't want to do it they could easily say mm. no this is what's interesting here they're not contracted to do anymore so i think yeah. that's one lesson is be you know be nice to your anyone generally don't be a dick as we've said before on the podcast mm. but i think that's something isn't it because your actors could easily easily say no i'm not i don't want to do yeah. it anymore mate and and they'd cut the hair you know and ask them to grow it for this shoot specifically for this one and bless them they did so they didn't have to wear the wigs even though the wigs were good it was going to be really tough on one of the actors because his hair's you know wouldn't really look great as a wig so sure yeah i mean great they went okay cool i'll, I'll not cut it for you one of them has just done charlie's angels the new film uh, and, okay and he didn't have to, you know i thought of course they're gonna ask him to cut it and they didn't and, and you know that's amazing on the plus side, their careers are going up and up and up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the longer <laughs> it takes for the dare to come out, the, <laughs> the, the more my actors are getting bigger and bigger. So yeah, there is that. There is that. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. But yeah, no, that's the biggest challenge, getting it out there and getting it finished and getting it done. Um, all right, let's go to another question here because this is quite fun doing questions from our fans. Mm. I like it. Uh, Kevin Pyblus, uh, who is... Hey, Kevin. Hey, Kevin, big supporter, uh, great film himself. What is his, his Mr. Kevin Pybus. There you go. P-Y-B-U-S. He asks, uh, what single thing in film production eats up most of your budget? Uh, so if, I suppose for both stalled and fanged up, it would have been, uh, uh, actually, I, you know, I don't know that they're time consuming, but practical effects because they uh, encroach several things. You've got to prep them. You've got to, you know, make them. You've got to test them. You've got to get them on set. And if they don't work on set, they're then eating up time. And time yes. is probably your, your most precious resource. Yeah. Um, so I guess 
that if, uh, it, you know, if it, and this applies to the commercials I do, when going into anything where there's a rig or a thing that we're going to shoot and it's, you know, a mechanism or something that could go wrong, it's like, let's test it, let's test it, let's test it, because that will, uh, that will bite you in the ass. But uh, I, I, there was one point, I've said it before on the podcast, but there's a point in it stalled, we had a lot of, you know, uh, Pepsi, Coke bottles uh, filled with uh, fake blood, so squirting them off with tubes and squirting them off camera. And I was always like, we're not doing that again, never, ever, ever again. Uh, and then I, there was one day on Fanged Up where uh, we had a couple of blood spray, very complex generators, rigs, connected to tubes with blood sprays, and the timing wasn't working. I was like, fuck it. Just get everybody, everybody we can, run over to catering, get empty all the all the you know two litre bottles you can. We'll fill them full of uh, fake blood, and then we just put everyone off camera and just squirt it. And it's like, yeah, there we go, got it, move on. <laughs> so <laughs> with, with all the money and the preparation in the world, it's like, well, that's just if it works, it works, you know. So yeah, but I'd say practical effects can be. I agree, better. totally agree. I think every time we did anything with blood or anything with mm. fighting, anything like that on the dare. Uh, it suddenly became that was the problem. Same on a serial yeah. killer's guide to life or cassette. Anytime you had a bit of blood, anytime you had action, everything stopped and slowed down, and and is as it should for safety reasons. Yeah, but, but then also everything went very reset. slow. Reset time on wardrobe, oh, all that stuff. God, yeah. It all leaked into other things. It's you know. Yeah, Andy, on your side of it, from the camera side of it, then I, I guess time. I guess time because often. Um, having the right like time of day to, to especially a day exterior is is going to be tough for scheduling uh, and that's going to affect all departments and actors and transport um so yeah like just just be having having shooting the shot at the right time of day or getting the scene at the right time of day um before it sort of falls off into nighttime i just did it with a, a tv pilot in york um and we it was really tough to get we kind of half of it's in twilight, which is so hard to shoot. So we had to do mornings and evenings, um, and really schedule everything around that. But yeah, so I think I think just having working around natural light, although it's supposed to be the cheapest way, is actually the most expensive way on big productions. There you go. All right, there you go. Uh, Dan. Anything you want to add to that? My makeup artist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he is a genius. A I mean, yeah. is he a nightmare? Wow. That's what. <laughs> okay. Um, I would say the second. I would agree with everything that you guys have said, which is that it's um, it's all it, it depends, and it's all about striking a balance. But I'll tell you one thing, without naming names, I've worked on one production where the the star was the single star. biggest line item because as soon as you In get a big name, commerce. yeah, that's that's going to eat up the biggest chunk of budget for sure, and and sometimes rightly so. But was it worth it in this case? As I say, sometimes rightly so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I, I hear that and that can be something on your films as well if it's a low budget film and there people are going well get this name this name can help sell your film and you've suddenly got to pay them a certain amount of money speak to some sales agents first literally they pick up the phone and say this is what i'm doing and this is who i'm thinking of my film and even if you get an assistant they will tell you if they're worth anything in the market i they promise you pick up the phone to a couple of sales agents and ask them if someone from Hollyoaks or someone from you know some film back in the day is worth anything to your film because people tell you they are and often they're not and you might as well get a brilliant 
up and coming actor rather than someone who isn't right for your project who takes the piss and takes all the money and it leads to nothing it, it, it is quite extraordinary actually how just how big a name and how current somebody has to be in order to be a, a box office draw Agreed. Great. Thank you, Kevin, for that question. Great question. Uh, very good. Uh, okay, another question. is: I think we can answer this one quite quickly. This is from Two Girls on a Bench. Uh, there's a podcast about two writers. They procrastinate about writing, and it's a really cool podcast. Do go listen to them. They're part of the PodFix network as well. And they asked us, if you have a few screenplays, how tacky is it to casually hand them out to those in the industry? Uh, I suppose my answer to this would be not at all. I don't think it's tacky at all to hand anything out to anyone in the industry uh, as long as you feel it's in a good place. Um, I, I think that's what you have to do to move forward in your work. If you don't hand anything out ever, then it, things don't move forward. I think if you're giving it to an actor on the street, that could be tacky. Um, but I think anyone in the industry, in the business, you say, here's my screenplay. Will you read it? Well, that's how you move forward, right? Especially yeah. with, with the caveat that you're open to to feedback honest cr- critical feedback because yeah because the, the value of doing that of course and this is why I, why I agree with you that it's not tacky i think it's it's crucial i think it's essential is that again and it kind of, you know you the more opinions you get and the more you can hone it and and perfect it the better and that that requires a certain level of um, receptiveness on your willingness on your part to do that but but it comes back around to what you said about sales agents because that's probably one of the most important people to take a script to or even just a concept because they will tell you currently this is or isn't commercially viable. Yeah. And, and that's a really important thing to know. So in terms of, in terms of getting it out to those people, I think it's, it's you, the, the alternative is you could, you could crack on, make a film, then take it to a sales agent, which is like putting a cart before the horse. And they'll say to you, sorry, this isn't commercially viable, but if you had have done this, this and that, we, it would have been. Yeah, and absolutely. The, and the way you achieve that is I, you let them have it before you make the film. You're right. And I also think you need to give a reason why you want that person in the industry to read your screenplay. Absolutely. So, I think that's it. That's that's quite your clarity. And, yeah. What, no, what, no, what are you, you expecting from them? Yeah, yes. Absolutely. What do you want from them? And put that in the message to them or the email to them. What do, what do I want from this? Just some feedback. Fine. What I want from this is you to produce it. What I want from this is you to give it to the right people. What I want from this is blah, 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 blah. And also know who you're sending it to, as in if you're, you've got horror and the person you're giving it to is working title who aren't interested in horror, then it's a kind yeah. of waste of their time as well, you know, and you've got to be careful. Yeah. Pick your right time and pick the right people to send it to. But I definitely don't think it's tacky to do that. I don't think it's tacky at all. I do it. I do it. Okay, I've, just, uh, I've got to do the rain dance plug. I forgot to do it earlier. Do it. Yeah. Right. Uh, are you aspiring filmmaker? Then join our friends at Raindance for Directing Fundamentals. It's your introduction to the art and craft of directing for the screen in just one evening. It's taught by season director Simon Hunter, uh, whose recent film Edie uh, had a worldwide release uh, in 2018. It was a really cool little film. Um, so this class will focus on key directing skill, being able to communicate clearly and dynamically with your creative and technical team, which is one thing we've talked about in this podcast. You can book your place on the next class on the 17th of January, and you can get in for just a tenner. 
That's right. I've already booked this class already, so you will see me there. It's normally 25 quid. It's now a tenner with the Filmmakers Podcast exclusive discount code podcast 10 booking link is in the show notes so that is our rain dance link this week it's same as last week go uh, the week before go click the link go do it you will see me there i'm looking forward to this um i'm looking forward to meeting simon hunter really cool guy there you go right let's go in with another question this is more about the podcast it's more podcast related uh david stobby big dave stobby uh at d stobby on twitter he asks what have been the best and worst moments of the podcast for each of you um, because obviously we're going to do a top 10. We're doing our top 10 countdown of top 10 podcasts that we've done so far. We're also doing our top three, each individual ones that we've been on as well. Um, but let's start with this. What's the best and worst moment of the podcast for you all? Dan, let's start with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like... Well, the best one is obviously spending time with me. Well, yeah, especially if I'm 5,000 miles away. <laughs> goes, goes without saying um i've uh, we've had a laugh haven't we i mean i just enjoy laughing about because we, we don't take it too seriously we don't take ourselves too seriously and wow. although we get i think i hope we're getting the message across and it seems like people are enjoying it we're, we, we're having a good time doing it and um we're not trying to we're not trying to claim as per your um your intro you know with, of, of our very very humble opinion we're not trying to claim that we're experts we're, we're just kind of sharing our journey with you and i've really enjoyed it so the whole thing has been a, a bit of a plus and i am it's kind of like the, the the reason i chuckled when you asked me to answer the question i was hoping i could hear the boys answer the question first and then get some ideas because I, <laughs> I don't know i don't know what to say about the worst thing the worst thing yeah. is when i can't make it i hate when i can't make it Yes, I know what you mean. You sort of feel like, oh, I want to record with that person. I can't do it. It's really, that's uh, gutting. Yeah. I've had some, I tell you what, I, what I could, if I want to be honest, I could have maybe some sort of like disappointments, I suppose, when we chat to a guest very, very, very rarely. I could probably, you know, I think you go in and expect them to be a certain way and then you get to yes. the, and it hasn't happened often at all. I, I Genuinely, no, I'm not being um, diplomatic or tone the showbiz you know line i think for me one of the best bits is talking to other filmmakers i've really really enjoyed learning their journeys and how they got to where they are and the yeah. difficulties that sometimes as a filmmaker you feel you face on your own and before i started listening to podcasts before we did this podcast i very much felt like i was on my own and me and you would talk cj and me and you would talk yeah. dan about filmmaking process and then i'd talk about andy about making him and we were always a bit as we get together we go oh yeah i feel the same i feel the same by doing this podcast i feel like oh we're all on the same path and that can only help other people who are listening it's like oh god it is hard even the mm. people are doing well, it is really hard. It doesn't stop being hard. You've got to work so much harder than the last person to try and get seen. Uh, and you've got to hope your film is a success to get the next one. And when you're on the outside looking in, everyone's careers look really rosy. With some recent guests um, and, and some high-profile guests we've had, they've talked about their career. From the outside looking in, they look very rosy. But actually, they're struggling and Challenge, and they have down periods and times where they sit at their laptop and just look at it and like, what next? Uh, so it's nice and refreshing and cathartic to hear that they're all the, we're all in the same boat and we all have yeah. those same doubts and those uh, the the highs and the lows they're they're equal, but we all get them no matter where you are or what you're doing. It's the same yeah. throughout. 
Absolutely. Andy, for you? It's just, it's kind of the same thing, really. It's lovely just meeting different filmmakers from different walks of life. He wouldn't necessarily have time to sit and chat to on set. Yeah. Um, it's great meeting Lucinda the other week. Yeah. To her, you know, yeah. so interesting. Um, no, it's great. I'm looking forward to just meeting more filmmakers and, uh, yeah, like just learning that everyone is on their own journey and, uh, everyone kind of feels the same way about it they're doing it because they love it rather than because they have to you know no absolutely and interesting with that lucinda podcast it's episode 81 where she talks about producing and she made robin hood the rebellion recently um was that you, me and you have been on their radar to make a film with them for a while and i've talked sure, about yeah. you a lot with them and you'd never met her no and she actually said after the podcast uh, when I spoke to her on the phone about who was that bloke? Who was that guy? <laughs> she was like, "I'm so glad I've got to meet Andy now. I know why you want to work with him," that and that nice. really just cements stuff for us. To so when I'm saying, "No, I want to work with Andy on this project with you, Lucinda," she goes, "Yeah, cool. I know him, and he's a cool guy." So I think, yeah, like you've met her now, and you want to work with her in the same yeah, the yeah, other way. And great. I think that's yeah, a huge yeah. bonus from doing the podcast, things like that. Um, I think one of the worst things is the editing side for me and bagging and tagging and putting it all together. That's the only downside, really. But there's so much positive. There's been so much positive and so much amazing feedback from our listeners and, and people we've met that that overrides any of that shit. So, yeah, good. Good. Thank you for that question. Um, we've got a question from Oliver Cunliffe, who is one of the young lads in the dare great question coming from oliver here how do you think being an actor first helped or hindered you becoming a director yeah that's just really interesting i think being an actor helped massively uh, going into being a director i kind of fell into directing by mistake when we were making a uh, pilot for a comedy program we were making the bbc were interested in and the director pulled out and i said well i'll do it i've directed loads of plays and it was the best thing i've ever done and that what was great from that is because I was an actor, I learned how to work with actors and I didn't feel it was a problem talking to them and I understood what they were going through on set and the downtime and the waiting. And I think any director should go do an acting course, should go try and do a short film of her friends and be in it and understand the other side of it. Because as director, you're constantly on the go. You're constantly moving, thinking about what's next, what you're doing. As an actor, you're waiting and then suddenly you've got to perform. And you don't understand that as a director until you have been on the other side of it and how suddenly you've just got to turn it on and suddenly you've got to say all the lines right and hit the mark and hit your eye line and have the light on you correctly. That's hard. And you only learn that from doing it. So, yeah, that's helped me massively from being uh, an actor to a director. Hindrance-wise, maybe it's harder to get taken seriously. Sometimes when you're an actor and you're going to direct. So that was something I had to overcome, but now it's not a problem. No, not at all. Thank you, Oliver, for your question. You are brilliant in the dare, by the way, and I very much look forward to everyone seeing you in it, hopefully very soon. We do have a trailer, by the way, uh, which should be dropping soon, maybe. Exciting. Is Oliver in the trailer? Oh, I don't know, because he's a sort of, he's a, he could, his story could give away something in the film. Uh, oh, Oliver. So, I think he is, though. I actually think he is. I've gone through, I'd like to add, I've gone through and all the people have, have posted questions. I followed them. Oh, so, they'll be over the moon. I thought, yeah. I thought they'd be time, there. they'll say. 2019 is already looking up for those guys because uh, I'm now following <laughs> them. The, the laziest person on Twitter is now following you. Excellent, excellent. Um, so, yeah, we had a podcast question there as well, which is, you know, uh, 
uh, and we were going to discuss our top 10. Uh, so we're going to discuss our top three podcasts uh, that we've done so far. So let's, who wants to start and do their first, who wants to be first to do their top three? Oh, it's so cruel. It is cruel because there's so many. We've nearly done a hundred podcasts. I like, I really enjoyed that. Um, well, I can't even remember where the hell it was. You, me and Andy did that one really early on. And I think I enjoyed it because About, it was, oh, it was yeah, maybe the first yeah. one I did it. In fact, it was the first one. In is, this, is, is this the one where Andy talks about cameras? Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, episode three. That was really good. Andy discusses his uh, work as a cinematographer, and it's fascinating. If you're not listening to that one, it's one of our first ones. In fact, it was the first day we ever recorded the podcast because we did th- three in a Shit, row, right? the first one, wow. Or two in a row. And that's uh, episode three. Go find it. Love that. Seek it out. I'll put a link in the show notes. So that's your first one, Dan. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's let's go do. Let's go round table countdown. Andy, oh. what's your number three? I was going to say that one because I, <laughs> I got to talk about. <laughs> you say your own one. <laughs> amazing. I'm amazing. Listen to me. Be amazing. Uh, the one with uh, obviously one with Lissenders. We've already mentioned that was, yeah, that was good. Eighty one. Good start to Nicole of the week as well. Good having Nicole. Yeah, in. yeah. That was really good. That was literally the last podcast before this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, um, oh, shit. I don't know. Like, we just met so many interesting people on, on so many good actors. and Yeah. The Sam Miller one was great. Because oh, yeah, good to talk to that Sam. That was good, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He nearly yeah. made my Episode top three. Nine. But, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, nearly, he, nearly made, he nearly made the top ten. He just missed out. Uh, but one you've mentioned so far is in the top ten of our podcast of all time. This is the list that's been given to me by... The numbers. Uh, so, CJ, what's your number three? Uh, so, my top three isn't in any order. They're, revol- they're revolving. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, probably yeah. best but, to do it that way, isn't it? Because yeah. it's hard to pick one or the other. I'd say, so, honourable mention would be Sam Miller. Right, I'd say probably in the top three, Mark Sanger, editor of Gravity, yeah. Transformers yeah. 5, uh, and many other things. Um, but, uh, what a, what a lovely, lovely, lovely chap. Super fascinating. I was, I was glued to his gorgeous eyes. Um, <laughs> and his stories, his stories. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, he's amazing. Amazing. I too agree. Much, Episode much 10 about. talks about editing transformers and gravity. If you've not listened to that, it's really worth listening to how an editor works with a director. Uh, not only that, but he's funny and brilliant as well. So mm. yeah, good shout. Uh, he was in my top three as well. Um, yeah. I, I struggled with it to be honest because obviously I've been close to all of them mm. and uh, I've been on all of them and I've met like so many people and some of them are really good friends and still are Phil Hawkins is a brilliant podcast about how to make you know film in two days as well as his other stories and working with Freddy Krueger himself uh, the Stolen team are amazing uh, yeah that was Jason great the Stolen there's such a yeah, laugh guys. really great podcast that we split it into two parts Dom Lemoine and Matt Huckins podcast is fantastic as well the two down team of Fizz and Ginger yeah. Matt and Tori Simon Rumley Alejandro Montoya Marin he was brilliant fun um, Scott Fivelson Seth Michaels lovely guy MJ McMahon and Matthew Jones Mark Price talking about night shooters that was brilliant uh, Mike Petchy, uh, Daisy Aitkins, uh, Cos Greenup, Leapsy. That was a really fun podcast. Uh, the Guardians Gang, Sasha Bennett and Trish. It, it's really... Uh, Joey Answers as well. Joey Answer talking about uh, fighting and talking about making Street Fighter is fascinating. 
But I think I think my just scrapes in is my Scott Adkins episode because I. I part of, sorry, I didn't my second place is Scott Adkins because he's I just love Scott Adkins anyway. And he was so open and honest. And he about, was lying on a bed throughout. He was lying on a bed and we were in his hotel room and he was just so cool. And he was, we had a beer and uh, yeah. And he was handsome and muscly and <laughs> <laughs> I know I like he just he was just very honest about how he got he was, started. Yeah, he was great. So that's episode 67, if you've not listened to that. Um, all right, Dan, let's go with your second. I've enjoyed it, all of the conversations we had. Like, you know, they've been so varied and so interesting. And you just said, like, Phil Hawkins, you know, yeah. it was fascinating talking to him. And it was that was so different from talking to, for example, Emmanuel and Claire Anyam Osigwe, who were just oh, yeah. fascinating. We had a fantastic chat with them. I had We had such a good laugh with some of the, the podcasts. Um I'm going to have to say, if we're going to, you're going to force me to do this. Um, I'm going to go with Mark Strong as second place. Oh, that's a yeah. good one as well. I listen yeah. to that. So I really, I mean, I just thought like, cause obviously as an actor, um, mm. I, you know, he was, he was someone who, who I, I really, he, I aspire to, to achieve what he's achieved. And I, and I really admired what he was talking about. And, and I really admired the way that he, he he'd got there and he was so humble because hu- yeah. humility i've got to say is probably the the greatest quality in a person i th- i think especially someone who's doing really well and he's doing super super well and he's a, he's a very straight down the line and um down to earth guy and i thought it was a great interesting podcast absolutely i loved his story mm. about uh not getting james bond when he yes. kind of fucked up the audition uh, bit of a scoop and a bit of a scoop as well for us that's episode 19 go check that out it's really cool, cool. <laughs> uh, cj give us your top two then come on i'll give i can get actually i'll give you two and one because they'll be fairly quick number two would be ben Caron, director of oh, the the yeah. crown uh yeah once again just dynamite guy really interesting stories someone that's uh the only my only the only reason why I feel a little bit bad about my top three is that I suppose they're all more high profile guests, so it makes me seem like a bit like a star fucker, which uh, I fine. am. Admit it, yeah. But uh, yeah, but no, it's just a lot of backstory. So like, yeah, there's a lot more how we juice to get out. Yeah, you know, directing massive show like that. Yeah, it's a really yeah, good story I, of how he got. And there. I think again, Absolutely. and as as Dan was saying, humility. It's really interesting to see that all these all these people were were really uh, honest and open about what they did. And my last one, I can't talk about because it hasn't aired yet. We've recorded it and it hasn't gone out yet. I think Giles will reveal more shortly. We will reveal more very shortly. We've got some excellent podcasts coming up and a very exciting guest next week, which will reveal very soon for you. Um, Dan, then let's give your number one. So again, you're out of order. Um, <laughs> but I'll say um, it's because uh, you were right about Joey Answer as well. That one was that was a super. I mean, I found him fascinating and his his whole journey. That he, and he shared so openly with us about his journey. It's just fantastic. And um, I, but I I really enjoyed um, the process of recording and the uh, the output of the Mark Gillis one. Oh, yeah, I really okay. enjoyed talking to him. Yeah. He was great because, and and I found it really, really kind of uh, resonated with me for many reasons. He's an actor, he's a filmmaker. He, he, you know, he with Sync, he had done everything, and his whole journey was very, very much one I could relate to in terms of 
what he said to us when we said to him, why, why did you get, how did sync happen when you'd gone through all these different processes with, as we were talking about earlier on, um, submitting scripts and it was getting into varying states of development and he'd get it closer and closer and closer and then it would fall away. And he said, I'm not, not having this anymore. I'm just going to make it. I'm going to do it myself come hell or yeah. high water and he did it and i just found that really inspiring i thought he was i thought he was a great great guy absolutely agree uh episode 77 listen to mark gillis talk about that um okay yeah you've all, you've you pretty much mentioned a lot of my you know in the, certainly in the top five ben karen is yeah probably my second but number one for me uh and this is you know not to go against some of the others johnny grant's podcast was ace tim spall i really love doing that one um, some of the others that sort of Jack Tarling's one about God's own country was great. Oh yeah, you know, the, list, the list goes oh. on. We've got so many. Alex Ferrari was a big. He's a big inspiration for me to start this podcast. Anyway, so mm. I love doing it with him. Dean Fisher's Bromley Boys. It, honestly, the list. Peter Dunphy was an amazing one because he talked about the finance side of it. Uh, and that is episode 56, where he actually gets into the nitty gritty of SEIS and EIS and funding and how that actually works and repayment structures. As much as it's a mind fuck, it is, I've listened to it about three times and made notes every time because it's just, why not? You know, talks about, it's the free film school about financing the film. Uh, but my number one is Paul Knight. Uh, it was a two Yeah, that was super close for me so it's super great Uh, he talks about all the shit that happened for him and the seven year wait he had to release his film a landscape of lies and uh i really love those podcasts and i really love paul and dan knight they're really cool people so that's my number one my number one there you go thanks for thanks for everyone who's been on the podcast and everyone who's uh you're all stars but let's should we should we give the rundown of our actual top 10 of most downloaded and listened yeah. to yeah yeah what is it okay number 10 and our chat is lucinda rhodes thakra episode 81 how to make an action adventure feature uh yeah that's the number 10 joey answer we mentioned at number nine this week uh which is all about directing street fighter that was a two-parter but actually interestingly the first part uh, about how he got the born ultimatum job uh, and how he worked with uh, director paul greengrass is the story behind that and that podcast did really well it's number nine number eight is how to write and produce a movie when you've never been on set before that is with claire harris screenwriter and director um episode 78 it's quite a recent one so we are obviously when we first started we had less and less listeners less and less we had less listeners as we do now. So the more podcasts that we've gone through, the more likely people are listening. So it is a bit unfair, but that's how it is. Um, number seven is Deborah Haywood. Lovely Deborah Haywood, who talked about uh, how to go from a short film to making a feature film. And uh, she's a fantastic lady. And that podcast was one of the first to really do really well. So thank you. Uh, and that was through Masters <coughs> Beer Town Film Festival, who have their doors open for this year's film festival if you've got a short film you want to submit it it is free link is in the show notes i'm one of the judges this year so yes do send your presents uh which is very nice of marston's for asking me to be a judge this year um and thank you deborah she's number seven and number six is our first ever episode um what is indie filmmaking and our host indra there we are i think that's because when people sort of go oh i must listen to this they go to the first ever one 
Right. So maybe that's part of it. And number five, Mark Strong coming in. We've talked about number four, Scott Adkins. Uh, number three, Daniel O'Reilly, a.k.a. Dapper Laughs. Um, this might be because he is Dapper Laughs and people know who he is. Uh, and he's got to number Controversial. Five. That was he's good, though, actually. It was a good podcast. It was a really good podcast. Yeah. yeah, I got a lot of lovely feedback on that one. Which is nice. And number mm. two is casting name talent in your films and making short films. This is with Nev Pierce and Jim Page. Uh, and this is number two, our number two podcast of all time. Um, it's a brilliant podcast. We ended up in the pub because we got kicked out of Directors UK because we've been in there so long chatting wonderful stuff. And there's so much information in there about how Nev made his short films. And number one is someone who we've not mentioned. We put Graves. No, not so a brilliant Rupert him Graves. That was a wicked podcast. It's a Stu wicked Bennett. podcast. Stu Bennett. Yes. Rupert Graves just missed out at, at number 11. Stu Bennett is at number one, uh, where he talks about Fanged Up, which he made with Christian James here. And yeah, that's our number one podcast is Stu Bennett. He talks Sorry. about going from his uh, WWE background into being a, an action star. There you go. That's our rundown. Our top 10 podcast. What's yours? Tell us your favorite one. Send us a tweet. Let us know at Filmmakers Pod. Be fascinating to know what your favorite is. Yeah. And if it's your own one, then do let me know as well. Uh, <laughs> good. Uh, <laughs> because it's, it's 2019 now. In, in, you know, when this goes out. 2019 now. Happy New Year to everyone. A small bit of advice to everyone to go make their film this year. A hashtag make your film everyone. Um, Let's just go around and just give a bit of advice to everyone about what, what they could do, what, what they, you think people should be doing. CJ? Turn off Facebook, because sometimes looking what other people are doing is only half the picture. I, I, you know, you come across a lot of people that are seeing other people getting somewhere, but it's misinterpreted. So don't uh, give in to the, the little... Uh, Green-eyed monster, you know, it's, it's you know, other people have got where they've got for, for various reasons. Uh, you might look at, oh, that's not fair. They've got that. I deserve that. Well, they got it. You didn't crack, you know, keep going, work harder. Yeah, I agree. I love that. That's really good advice. I think it's really important to just keep working harder and turn off things that you don't need to yeah. stop wallowing in shit. You, you know? can't moan about the breaks you don't get. Just yeah. pursue the ones you can get, you know, pursue yeah. ones absolutely yeah if someone else is doing well good for them man mm, you know hopefully yeah. they'll drag you along if they don't yeah. they don't don't worry about it you're you're on your own path and things are supposed to happen how they're supposed to happen for you so just keep fighting on if you want it keep fighting go out there and make it this year and make 2019 your year do it uh andy yeah i mean um saying i had a quite a busy december and december is usually dead for me i like i say it a lot but try and work with people that you like um, and who's who appreciate you and whose work you like. Um, Quitting the podcast. Yeah. So you guys. <laughs> no, no. Like, I mean, the, all the stuff I shot in December was it wasn't massive money, but it was um, like good stuff and 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 a lot, a big block of it. And it's for people and and young directors that I really like and respect. And it's already led to other things already. Just they've recommended me or they've got other projects. So yeah, try and try and get your tribe together. Try and get people. Who, who you like to work with and just try and work with them if you can if you can like overall it works out better in the long run yeah. i think you know yeah agreed i think it's really important to work with people you like i mean me and andy have worked with each other tons now and um yeah it's really important i could make a joke here i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm gonna leave it at that 
Uh, write your own jokes, yeah. yeah. And me yeah. and Dan obviously working on Food for Thought right now, uh, and he's in Not for Profit as well. You know, we, we work yeah. together, we work closely, and I think it's, it's good to do that. Um, I think it's very important. You get so much more done sometimes. Dan? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everything that you guys have just said, I agree with wholeheartedly. And um, I'd say, I would just echo it and say, you know, just do whatever it is your, your uh, intent upon doing, do something, take a step, because taking any step puts you in the proximity of this incredible magic that happens in the universe, which... Um, which it, it conspires in your favor and stuff will happen and stuff that you can't strategize for or plan for it just because of the, by virtue of the fact that you're doing something towards a goal and you focus on the end result and you won't always necessarily know how you're going to get there but just take the steps you do know how to take and magic happens it's incredible so just get out there and do it great love it thank you thank you everyone um thanks for listening today gang uh um yeah, if you want to follow us, go to at Filmmakers Pod. Uh, you can follow me at Giles Alderson. Uh, Andy, uh, I'm at thirty five millimeter dop three five dop on Instagram and Twitter. CJ at C James Direct. Dan follow follow away. It's too long. <laughs> change it. Change it. It's too long. <laughs> too late. At Dan Seven Tenths. Both Twitter and Instagram. Boom. Do it. Do it. Follow us and go out there and make your film. Uh, Lads, this has been wonderful. The first ever time that all four of us have been on the podcast, even though we're not in the same room. It feels like it. It feels like it. It does feel like we're, we're, uh, you know. And we will do one soon when we're all in the same room and we'll have a laugh. Yeah. Yeah beans that are vegan when are we when are we teasing our our, our next oh we haven't talked about who's coming up Come who on. is next week who our guest is next week we've got some amazing guests coming up we have got uh adriano goldman who is the dop from the crown nice. he is coming on the podcast we've yeah. got gareth ellis unwin who is the producer of the king's speech he's coming on our special guest next week is the wonderful director of Dog Soldiers, the wonderful director of The Descent, of Game of Thrones, of Centurion. It is the wonderful Neil Marshall. Correct, yes, he is on the podcast next week. Myself and CJ sat down with him and it was a, a brilliant cupboard. chat. In a cupboard in Rain Dance, and it actually might be a two-parter. There was so yeah. much amazing stuff it's in good, there. It's good, isn't it? It's, it's a, it, and he's very open and very honest, and we got some really, uh, really nice stuff from I mean, too was... honest at times. I'm going to have to cut some stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> <See, laughs> I have. Yeah, Fuck. he was. Bless him. He was, he was very, very honest and open, and it was, uh, yeah, only for the sake of his career, we might have to trim a few things, but oh, man, he was... <laughs> very good of Neil and I, I can't wait for the, the the listeners to hear that one yeah very excited about that that is for you next Tuesday Neil Marshall fuck yeah uh, so the podcast getting bigger and better getting more and more amazing guests on if there's anyone you want to recommend you want to come on you've made a feature film let us know get in touch this is what it's all about spreading the love and sharing the love <laughs> there it is again <laughs> There it is again, and now he's going to sing. And I'll tell you what, big shout out again to Script. Thanks to Script Pipeline. 
<laughs> thank you, Script Pipeline, for sponsoring this. It's w- wicked to get sponsorship on an episode. Thank you. Yeah, I've just I've just followed them on Twitter. I've just uh, added there again. They'll be delighted. Yeah, right. they will be delighted. So thank you very much, everyone. Let's let's give a nice happy new year to all our listeners. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Oh, that nice. Being prepared is everything. You can make your indie film, but know who your audience is and get out there and do it. And remember, if you're lucky enough to do well and rise up, it's your duty to send that elevator back down. Check out Script Pipeline. Check out the Raindance link. Go start 2019 off on a positive note and make shit happen. Happy New yeah. Year. That's we're lovely. dragging we're dragging this out boys Come we on. are dragging this out take care uh, have a brilliant 2019 a we'll one. see you next Tuesday for the Neil Marshall podcast goodbye everyone goodbye bye. Bye. love you all